0: I'm Henry Lin
1: And I'm Barnett Zitron
0: And welcome to A Better World
1: Better World is an exploration of badass people doing really good things
0: The more we know about this world, the better we can do to change it
1: So welcome to Better World
0: So I heard in pre-production that you're feeling wepa Wepa That's a, that's a mix of lit Lit and sexy Lit and That's <laughs> like <delight. laughs> That I'm is a
1: way to start off the day. I've been feeling it ever since I got back from Panama at 1 a.m. That's amazing. And you were in Panama because? A mix of community outreach, um, working on a reforestation project. Reforestation, heard. reforestation. Excellent. Just battling deforestation. That's right. Um, and product development. Oh, yeah. From the jungle. There's also a wolf spider in the kitchen which was like super fucked up.
0: That's terrifying. I'm sorry. True. So we're uh, here at Better World um, discussing some of the challenges which face us in today's modern world and some of the things that each of us as individuals can do to change them. And today's challenge um, are our hormones. Our hormones uh, as a a society are out of balance. 80% of women and a very large percentage of men have some type of hormone imbalance. Many don't realize it. Um, And it leads to such horrible mental health outcomes as suicide Mm. and is grossly influenced by uh, the way we live and our stress levels, where we live, um, our cities and their pollutants, um, and some of the chemicals found in our food, our clothing, our medications, and our birth controls. And because hormones are so misunderstood, um, each chemical has its advantages and its disadvantages, but when tampered with, you really fall out of alignment. Um, So it's not just about I feel happy or I feel sad. Uh, So with us today, um, we have uh, our celebrity guest star, Josh Jackson. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Here um, to just get knowledgeable uh, with us um, because there's so much we don't know. Uh, And uh, we have uh, our authorities, um, the founders, -founders, co-founders, Ashley Spivak and Lauren Billy, of cycles and sex guys welcome to the pod
2: <laughs> hey thank you <laughs> can
0: i can i read some quick
2: I symptoms
0: some... so cycles and sex is teaching people about their bodies um, sexual and reproductive health is relevant to everyone who came from the universe. It was part of the beginning of this story for you, actually.
3: I sort of sort of starting right? to understand. When I, I was the beginning of your hormonal imbalance.
4: Wow. Big claims, Pacey. So,
0: I'm just saying, big you put claims. that out there. So we are three and a half minutes into the pod, and we've already called him Pacey, which is tight. And Lauren has also admitted prior to recording starting that she had a poster of Josh
3: Who above. didn't?
4: I'm a 90s. I'm. How old are you?
0: Uh
3: forty, just turned forty.
4: Yeah, see? Happy I'm like birthday. a little bit Thank younger. You. I had a birthday too yesterday. Congratulations, when another was Gemini yours? baby. Oh. Last Monday. Oh.
0: So, guys, I don't want to wait for our lives to be over, so
1: Sorry, we should... <laughs> I'm just so
4: it's hard when there's a celebrity in the room.
0: Our podcast got an imbalance. Yeah. I'd also like to point out that I made it through a year of friendship without ever making that joke. That's true. I appreciate that. Which joke? Yeah, but you know what? You held on to it for a good time. I really did. You yeah. really, really did. So, um, uh, back to the big fucking problem, uh, and the challenge, we are going to discuss hormones today and Barnett through, uh, an internet K-hole that he fell into has found a list of symptoms of hormonal imbalance. Right? This was, and this was stage one and a half of my K-hole, which went
1: like 20 stages deep. We'll get to like, <laughs> this be so good. we're going to yeah, get to K-hole. stage 17 later. Um, okay. Symptoms of hormone imbalance in women can be mood swings, hot flashes, Night sweats, fatigue, headaches, depress- de- oh, depression, anxiousness, nervousness, irritability, tearful memory lapse, weight gain, premature aging, vaginal dryness, heavy menses is that right? Yeah, menses, bleeding changes, incontinence, fibrocystic breast, decreased sex drive, tender breast, osteoporosis, water retention. In men, we're looking at burned out feeling, abdominal abdominal fat, prostate problems, decreased mental clarity, decreased sex drive, increased urinary urge, decreased strength, decreased stamina, difficulty sleeping, decreased urine flow, irritability, depression, erectile dysfunction, hot flashes, night sweats, and poor concentration.
0: That's insane. Sorry, I faded out there for a while, what? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> could be correct. Basically For concentration. What? Correct, correct. It's basically the side effect <laughs> Sorry, list of eat. any yeah.
3: like pharmaceutical
0: commercial. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So okay. uh, Lauren and Ashley, um,
4: That's the opposite of whoppy
0: Yeah. Or like, WEPA. 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 Whipy? Whoppy. We're really already going down a mean K hole. Can you guys tell us a little bit about cycles and sex and uh, some of the things that you're doing to help educate the world?
4: Sure. Cycles and sex, like you said, is your go-to resource for everything reproductive health and sex. And when we say that, we're talking to everybody, not just women, not just men. all, you know, all Gender is not binary anymore, or maybe it hasn't ever been. It's never been. It's never been. <clears throat> Fact. Facts. Facts. So we are trying to bring this information out of the dark and make it easy to understand and accessible. And once you start learning this stuff that you've never even been exposed to, we want to give you tools and practitioners to just make it easy to start navigating a more embodied existence. So better that, cycles,
0: better balance.
4: Sure. Better, yeah. Hormones is a huge part of it. Ashley, my co-founder, loves talking about hormones. Do you want to talk about for a second how hormones
2: are... A huge part of Cycles and Sex.
4: Ashy?
2: Sure. So we'll start just by saying that we're going to say assigned female at birth and assigned male at birth. Right, moving fair. forward, just to keep it as inclusive as possible. And part of how Cycles and Sex was started was just from both Lauren and I realizing that we had never been taught about our hormones and felt kind of cheated from this information. And the more we learned about it, you just read an entire list of symptoms it felt like wait how is it possible that this was never taught to us and i had studied nutrition and women's health and hormonal health was just totally left out of the picture and then i started working in birth work and hormones are obviously very involved within that and Saw in, you know, I work in New York City where Mm. some of the most privileged people with tons of access and tons of education. And this was still glaringly missing and was watching firsthand as uh, the consequences were met in their birth experiences.
1: Were you a doula?
2: I am a doula. You are
1: a doula. Fact. Congratulations.
4: Did you have a doula?
1: Hell yeah.
3: And people kind of have a peripheral understanding of this, right? Because this is what the BPA issue is and the transfer of hormones from environment, clothing, food, water containers, right? But we don't actually t- say what it is. Right? We never call it a hormone imbalance. We just talk about a, an environmental toxin. And we never really get into the broader conversation. But that's what you're talking about, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And even more so, not externally, but even internally, and the signs that our own bodies can give us, particularly with those assigned female at birth within our menstrual cycles. Um, the information and the different stages of our cycles and how we bleed or how we don't bleed or how we ovulate and how we don't ovulate can actually tell us, oh shit, there's, there's something going on here. Yeah. And, how, so and that, never being taught, taught that at all. You know, like right. what do you guys know about a period? Just the bleeding phase. Did you know there's other phases of your cycle?
3: Uh, raising a single parent family with only women in my household.
2: Yep. Yeah, amazing. <laughs>
3: and, yes.
1: I was going to say no, but now
0: that he said yes, I feel like, I feel like i
1: need to right. say yes. Well, I, you just, like, I know what you know. We've,
0: we're seven minutes in, I think, and we're already at period shaming, so I'm... Yeah, so, yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to period shame. I'm
3: just saying, <laughs> as a young boy, I got more of an education, I think, than no, most normal young boys get, just because it was something that had to be discussed all the time. Um,
4: but, like, my mom's a nurse, and she didn't... She I don't even think she knows that there's four phases in a cycle.
2: She never What told are me. the four phases in the cycle? Do you know them by heart, Ash? So, there's the follicular phase... And there's the bleeding phase and well it's kind of part of it but there's follicular and there's luteal and then you have ovulation as well it and kind of depends bleeding. on how you well bleeding but it's really still part of the first some phase. people would say so three depends. some would say four yeah
0: okay so what are the distinctions between each of the phases and how more importantly how are those phases um, upset in today's society you know where, where are we going off the rails
2: well, the place to start is that people don't even know that they exist, so mm-hmm. it's hard to know what to look for if you don't even right, like if you don't even know they, that that they, that they exist. So it's all based around ovulation and when you ovulate. And so the first part of your cycle is the building of the follicle. That's why mm-hmm. it's called the follicular phase. Um, what do you mean by follicle? Well, that's where the egg drop <laughs> comes from, Lauren. So that's before the egg mature well the follicle matures and then the egg is dropped and that is what ovulation is is the dropping of the egg. Um, so the length from the time that you're day 1 of bleeding until the time that you ovulate is considered the follicular phase mm-hmm. and then after ovulation towards or until you bleed again is considered the luteal phase, and that's when the lining of the uterus is starting to build up to create like a nice warm home for possible implantation before the cycle starts all over again.
4: And when you're bleeding, you're not just bleeding out some egg; you're you're shedding all this extra house that was like this uterine lining that was that was there to like create just life, just in case, to to support a, a, a human being it's being kind born. Of, yeah, it's like the most sacred, incredible blood. Of it's the life it's like it's like life furniture you know from, <laughs> Whoa, and I can't believe you guys think it's gross sometimes but no um,
1: I have friends who no use it in their gross. Plans.
4: okay cool no one here says it's gross it's okay if you do it, I
1: don't think it's gross I think it's intimidating at times mm. especially in large quantities mm. With, I, that's coming from a place of like seeing the Lots of blood and everything in general. come out so like yeah and I think there's like As someone who knows nothing about any of this, the fallback is just to be like, all of that shit is magical and I have no idea what's going on. Because it is like totally a magical process that happens with fertility.
0: So what are your long-term goals for the platform? Where do you guys want to grow to? Mm,
4: Cool question. Well, it literally doesn't exist. There's nothing on the internet that teaches you you know everything if you don't even know it to Google because you haven't been informed. And then and if you look at the history of reproductive health and sex, it's been it's very wrapped up in race and patriarchy and misogyny and the repression of you know, of women and women's power. Yeah, we so, nailed that pretty good. Yeah. We got that down. You guys yeah. did a really good job. Yeah. So yeah. now we're trying to figure it out and uncover it. And um yeah, so our goals are to be the online the 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 aggregate, the mothership, the hub for everything reproductive health and sex. So the place that you think to go to when you have any questions or you wanna you wanna learn a how to or you wanna do research on the history of something or or you wanna start talking about sex and learning about how Oh, why does why does my girlfriend's body feel how come I have sex with her doggy style and sometimes it hurts her and sometimes it doesn't? That's related to her cycle. Mm-hmm. So like there's so much to so we're making um information shop and and then an expert. Oh index. it has
0: products too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And these are products that are approved by you guys in some capacity, like they're hormonal safe or they don't contribute to this horrible cycle that we're in?
4: True. Yeah, we'll approve we have um
2: you wanna yes. say it? so. So, it'll be all of the tools, all the products that can help you with your reproductive health and sex. So, some of them are apps and programs. So, it's not necessarily something you intake and it's better for your hormones, but we've curated, we specially curate, curated them to be able to help you along your journey with your reproductive health mm-hmm. and sex so and hormonal health.
3: Wait, you talked about all the, that list of symptoms, right? So what are when we live inside of this imbalanced place. So if we do start listening to ourselves, both for women and then for men as well, like what are some of the things that we can start sort of hearing our body telling us there's a, there's a red light flashing and you need to take a look at this? Like, How can we get more in tune with, we're on the women's side of female cycle, but for men as well, to know like, oh, this is not just something I have to live with or deal with or cope with. This is something that my body's trying to tell me I'm out of whack and I need help
2: yeah great question so i think it's a little different for those who well actually so this exercise i think is really helpful for anybody which is to do check-ins throughout the day and you know set your phone five times a day it goes off and it literally takes 30 seconds and you just write down how you're feeling in your body and it's not journaling like literally you can say three words i feel tired and my back hurts (laughs) um or whatever it is. So how you feel in your body, what's going on in your brain, if you can tap into that inner monologue a little bit of like, this is what is going on repeat in my brain all day long. Um, and, And just keep... Just keep track of that and you may start to see patterns and that may be indicative of something. And it's also helpful if you've just eaten something or noted that it's happened at like what time of the day it is. And so every day you're seeing at 4 p.m. I'm having this crash. Right. That gives you information and a place to start to then go to your practitioner, which will also be on our site, um, where you can find practitioners that specialize in this, both Eastern and Western based Practices to
0: help bring you back into balance. To
2: help bring bring you back into balance, and I think for those who ovulate and who have a uh, who have a cycle, um, in addition to that, and if you're on hormonal birth control, this doesn't give you the same information but it's still a good practice to get in touch with the clues that your body is telling you which is to keep track of how long you bleed for what color is your blood how long if you can if you decide to do something like the fertility awareness method which really teaches you the clues of your body using temperature um, and a bunch of other signals like how your position of your cervix or cervical fluid um, to be able to tell yourself exactly when you ovulate because ovulating on day 14 is a huge myth and that is what so many of the products in Walgreens are based off of and you may ovulate on day 17 and you're shit out of luck if you're planning it around day 14 um, and then seeing how long your luteal phase is and that'll tell you information as well because one is an estrogen dominant phase of your cycle and the second half is a progesterone dominant phase of your cycle so that again gives you information to go to a practitioner and say hey my luteal phase is only 10 days that gives us a place to start
1: what makes you what what makes the world ready for cycles and sex is it um, an increasing amount of issues relating to this sort of science or is it like just millennial called millennial age and like through Gen Z is just ready to accept learning more about this stuff?
4: Yeah, I think it's funny. We've been working hard on our deck where we answered this question very clearly. So I'm like, what are those stats? Um, <laughs> there's, those lo- stats. there's like three, ne- you know, there's lots of needs. one, when when Ash as a doula was noticing like this is crazy I don't even know anything about my body and I'm literally a practitioner <laughs> of the body and um, that was right when we saw like Thinks this period underwear which mm. maybe you, we know the founder um, was starting to be up in the in the subways, subways. yeah, yeah had- and, and Thinks and you know one of the cool things about Mickey the founder of Thinks was she was like this has never been innovated upon twice in like the entire history of humankind. (laughs) These products have been innovated. That's crazy. It's because it's for women and for our most powerful place. So we were seeing that. And what else were we seeing? Just like, um, well, the one Trump got elected. So there was like a huge, you know, this huge, there's a huge, um,
0: right now we're all out of balance.
1: (laughs) There's a huge (laughs)
4: imbalance, but there's a huge like blatant, like, clearly women you know times up um the me too the me too movement um
2: the maternal the maternal mortality rates you know that really coming to light there's been a yeah. ton of articles recently about particularly in new york city where we are right now we have some of the worst particularly for black women right. yeah. uh, 12 times worse yeah they're more likely to die in childbirth for no reason new other city. than their race so and that's across the country at four times one in 3 teenage
4: girls in the us have an sti it's crazy like we have the highest rate of teenage pregnancies in all developed countries. We're the most expensive place by 40 times to give birth.
0: STI stands for?
4: Sexually transmitted infection. I didn't know, actually. I used to, I'm used i from the 90s where <laughs> right. we said STD. We, we used yeah. to be STDs. So yeah. I actually really want <laughs> to say like that. So. <laughs> you guys are all from that time. STD. Yeah. What's yeah. the difference? Oh, it's not a disease. Right. Right. <laughs> well, basically, you know... our culture is fucked can i say fucked on the air
0: sure fuck yeah
4: our culture is fucked and it's like showing right like the stats are really beaming and then like the movements are happening so it's like there's this energy in the air the crazy thing for us is we are just testing the idea of like are people ready for cycles and sex and we brought all this info together and we threw this big event in new york this is why we're even sitting here pursuing this project because we brought it all together. We didn't know what was going to happen. No one said no. Brands paid us to be involved. Like 40 brands paid us to be involved. Every nonprofit came. We had 60 plus experts on these panels. It was so crowded. A s- 900 plus people came. And there was a line wrapped around the block on like 34th and 11th on, an, on a Sunday. That's WEPA. It was WEPA. Totally it was WEPA way AF. Yeah. And we were, like, <laughs> w- we were like, whoa, this is wavy. Right. <laughs> This yeah. is extra,
1: but you know what? And and like that's how it's like the the in real world stuff is what moves the needle for topics, but also for the sponsors apparently because they were they you had forty of them,
4: crazy, yeah, which is crazy. They like I feel like it, then we did it again.
1: I feel like in the eighties it would be like a PSA, like on a right. local TV market, and they'd leave it at that. And it'd well, be, and
3: there, I mean there was this is sort of a updating of a like first wave feminism, right? Like women actually getting in touch. With, sorry. Assigned, again, this is I'm a child of the 90s as well. Woman assigned at birth, right? Assigned female. Assigned female at birth. Sorry, pardon me. No, you're good. Um, trying. We're <laughs> again, trying. We're learning. Trying, yeah, again. exactly. You're doing a great, are so, <laughs> good night. But, you know, I remember in the household that I was raised in, the, that first wave uh, women's movement stuff was very much part of the conversation all the time. And then we got into the 80s and 90s, and I think we, we lost track of that, right? I know that my generation, there wasn't the same sort of push and into what would you call it, like gender studies? No, like right. sexual studies of one's own gender. I know that's not a problematic word, but you, you know what I'm saying, right? Like the, that we got away from having that conversation and all of the mortification about the body, about sex, about all of those things. So is there in this next generation of people who I'm guessing is mostly the audience for who you're finding, right? Is it that they have the appetite for the conversation because they, they, there's a knowledge gap that they are aware of? Or is it just that the the full frontal assault on decency that is Donald Trump and his administration is getting a counterbalance pushback from people thinking, no, that's not the world I want to live in.
4: It's both. I mean, I think even it's the first. I mean, the the wild thing is we don't know anything. We're all having sex and we all feel weird talking about it. Literally no one taught us anything. Porn teaches us something. And then if you look at the porn industry, it's super fucked too. So I think the crazy thing is at our events, like people are just sitting there like, starving for information. They're like, I've never heard this, and I'm smart.
3: (laughs) Right, right, (laughs) right, and I'm I'm conscientious. (laughs) I'm like, well, not even just smart and liberal. Like, I want to know. Yeah. Right, in this world of of total overwhelming amounts of information that we all want to know about our own sexual health and, frankly, our pleasures and our desires and our partner's pleasures and desires to have that be a healthy and nurturing part of our life. And, I, I mean, I agree. I think that there's a huge gap in our willingness Long after I came down off that poster, I'm working on another TV show right now that, like, it it directly (laughs) deals with the the fundamental breakdown in communication inside of partnerships, right? Inside of Mm -hmm. coupledom. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big part of it. And we do have a lot of mortification around the, like, was this Children of a Lesser God? This was the affair, is the affair. Children of a Lesser God, not so much about, like, the sexual health of the two partners, but it is about lack of communication. Right. And inside of that lack of communication. So I guess what I'm asking is, you know, I see. My little sister and her cohort, my little sister's a pretty conscious 35-year-old woman now, and they seem much more willing to engage in the conversation. I don't really know a lot of 25-year-olds, but are 25-year-olds even that much more? Like, is there that appetite?
2: Yeah, I think absolutely. And I also think there's a lot more people now doing the work. And I think one of the positive things that social media and the internet has allowed us for is to aggregate that. Right. And so that's what Cycles and Sex is really excited to do. And what we've been doing since we've started is saying, holy shit, there are these people, amazing people out there that have this information. So how do we bring them all together? Because we've tested it. We know that there's an appetite for it, even in our everyday lives. You know, like we'll be walking down the street and literally I had someone, some dude stopped me the other day who i don't know that well and was like dude i your cycles in sex right whoa sick can i can i tell you something (laughs) after your event i tried anal like literally that's what he said to me in the middle of the street i don't know this person and that's what he that no but that's my whole point is like people are he felt comfortable comfortable talking about it it. and we're talking about sex now in a different way so it answers our question of like you is know this is this there? is there an appetite out there and there totally is obviously like sex sells you know like right. that's when it's always pinned from the beginning but also like hormones and sex are the things that the make us of who yeah are. of who we are and will never go away
1: i think there's a general like youth sentiment that being open about these issues as well as like mental health is something that is more natural than not totally. being that way and like you see that Certainly, in in certain pockets of the entertainment industry and music with I don't know Kanye or like Tyler the Creator mm-hmm. and being bipolar or something like right. that, and then you in my world, you see it in fashion. like all of the best, most awarded fashion brands these days are either unisex or unisex or gender nonconforming. Mm-hmm. like anyone can buy it. And it doesn't break down into male or female sizing, mm-hmm. which is super interesting.
4: It's interesting because like generation or um, culturally, our culture is so much more open and gender fluid. And even Gen Z, behind us, if we're all at the tip of millennials ish, mm-hmm. behind yep. us, there's like <laughs> I'm <laughs> at the tip of millennial. You guys are right above me. Yeah.
1: How do I know if I'm on the tip?
4: It's like 1980 and above. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Gen Z, they, there's transgender students in like every classroom, and there were zero in my classes. So right. like we know that this is come, I mean this is coming. But the crazy thing is, at the same time, though this is the norm, and things are so hyper sexualized everywhere, and in, you know social media has made it um, so much more sexualized. Right. There is no there is no education to counter to, to counterbalance it. So like we are working with this woman for our pro- for our pop up the sleep no more woman. We're working with this incredible woman who teaches immersive theater and she talks about how her students are like eighteen so they're a bit gen Z and they're so sexualized and they go on stage and they and they want to interact these these um, immersive uh, connections between each other but that when it comes down to it they don't actually know how to like put words to it or to how to how to face it with kind of bravery or courage like they can other issues that they've been educated about so I think that speaks to the hunger too is that like no public school, no private school has like supportive information yeah. to, to to give students what they need as they're growing up in these cultural times.
3: And isn't that also partially the breakdown between the idea of like sexuality and being desired as opposed to actual pleasure? This is one of the, my family's Catholic, right? But my mother is is very very liberal woman, so as she likes to call herself a recovering Catholic and that we have a we have an unbelievable catalog of performative sexual acts right not just porn but everything on instagram every girl putting her ass out there every guy with his shirt off like these are performative acts of desirability but they're not actually expressions of a person's personal pleasure right and i think that that's a lot of the ways that the that the conversation breaks down because we have been acculturated, trained how to like become desirable for other people, but not actually to get in touch with our own pleasure, things that we like and don't like, and how to express that, not only to ourselves, but then to a partner or, some, or
0: partners. And not even trying anal. I feel that. Oh, right. There is that. We totally... <laughs> Guys, we need to pay the bills. Um, uh, so when we come back, we're going to discuss more about the education that's needed and some of the basic steps that we can take uh, to be... A little bit better and a little bit more balanced
1: and don't forget the culture drop
0: and was the anal thing apropos of anything or he just needed to tell you that
2: he was just so excited <laughs> that it happened and about a new condom brand that he found out about from the event that he just he needed, to, just get it needed chest, to tell me right on champion so.
0: excellent <laughs> Barnett's culture drop um, uh, is going to come right after our commercial um, but first, I love shit that Barnett loves but first Today's Better World episode is sponsored by Juice Press. Mm. Juice Press is on a mission to create the most trusted nutrition and wellness brand on the planet. Founded in 2010 with the vision of bringing a healthier, more transparent lifestyle platform to the market, Juice Press offers an expansive organic product line as well as a variety of lifestyle resources.
1: And Henry, in eight short years, Juice Press has opened 80 retail stores and is now recognized as the premier
0: organic grab-and-go health food provider transparency integrity and community to find juice press and as they expand the company will ensure that these ideals remain at the heart of the juice press brand
1: for more information about juice press please visit www.juicepress.com and on instagram it's at juice press on twitter it's at juice press tweet and on facebook it's at juice press you got a drop for me over there barnett Yes, I do. The first drop is uh, inspired by whether the environment is fucking up our insides so much that it's creating neon guts inside of us, which is a song by Pharrell Williams and Lil Uzivert. Yeah.
5: yeah, 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 and I got a colorful. I got a aura, like I got neon guts. Admitted I move like amoeba. Yeah. I float in the room like I'm reefer. Yeah. Alien, I'm not your kind of people. Yeah, yeah. Telepathy fan, watch how I reach boy. You ain't got emeralds, greener. Nah. You ain't got Richard DeSlevy. No, sir. And I got a rose that's in the grove that I ain't drove. Shit, I don't know the reason. Three or five. Underlay, underlay, re Hola. Me and J-Babbin on G5. Trauma. Success is a drug, him hey, and we high. I, your mother, bris a beehive. Yeah. I got love for you haters yeah. Ain't you tired of enslaving huh? Come with us, make some paper yeah. Cause you should own what you label Yeah, you never stayed in Kahloa oh, I put Chanel on my shooter yeah.
6: Flooded my chain and it Gucci I don't want that girl, she moody I'm basically saying I'm cooler Get Dior discounts for my Cougar Back in the 6th grade, I got them bad grades I was in love with my tutor. See, musically loose, she trapping man. Most of you rappers, be actors, man. Go MIA when I find little Madison. Stay at the risk, Cotton. It's not the rappers. Just took a blue one, about to take the red pill. Purple thoughts in my brain, hope it don't spill. Stay with a nerd, you like Arkle Jalil. Fresh is like cotton, I kill him but will. Big ass R on my smiths. Big ass R on my whips. Slip on shoes so you won't trip. Say she kinda fine and she got some hips. Mama said, let me see the witch. Boy, you know, light and dark, don't mix. Mix it up,
5: boy, bad luck. Sick to my stomach with dummy I guts. Higher than Elon Musk, so high stars eat our dust. And I got a colorful aura, like I got neon guts. Dark energy we don't touch, our jewelrys beyond touch. And they give a nigga colorful aura, like I got neon guts.
6: Higher than Elon Musk, so high stars eat our dust. And I got a colorful aura, like I got neon guts. Dark energies we don't touch, our jewelrys beyond touch. And I got a colorful aura. F-M Thanks,
0: I, too, feel like I got an aura with Neon Guts. Great it's a, song. It's a fucking awesome song. Cool choice. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, while we um, uh, were in pre-production, we discussed uh, some of the mindfulness and meditative ways in which uh, Ashley calms uh, Lauren down and helps uh, her to get back in balance. Sure. Do we want to start um, in this segment, uh, the What Can Our Listeners Do? To help achieve balance, and what are some of the changes that they can make, and some of the simple steps that they can take by talking um, about Ashley, our Namaste goddess.
4: Well, I think,
1: like Joshua (laughs) was asking about how to get
4: a sense for. (laughs) Correct me if I'm speaking on on behalf of you, but you were like, how could you start (laughs) telling? That's a good reversal. (laughs) I think
3: that's where we're at in 2018
5: you
4: go i'm asking for consent <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Affirmative consent. We actually the other day consent. i this is this is related go for it the other day there's this man i like and i really i'm like into sexy stuff on texting but lots of men aren't and i was like may i i have a sexual fantasy i would like to text you it may do i have your permission to do so wow cute, cute after, right huh? did he appreciate that he was like, "Yes, please, please." <laughs> <laughs>
3: it was the quickest response you've ever had. I know sometimes <laughs> that dude takes 24, 24 hours. hours. Yes, 20. oh my god. <laughs>
4: um, but I thought that was cool. Um, Josh was talking about, "Do you? How do you te- How do you start getting in touch with your hormones?" Weren't you kind of asking that? And Ash mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, you could start logging it." And I and I was thinking like, "Oh, it has so much to do with literally, you know, get it, mindfulness." And I don't think mindfulness is about your brain. I think it's about pausing and feeling your whole body and so much of the core of what we're actually trying to mindfulness do
0: mindfulness is not about your brain it's about pausing and feeling your whole body tagline tagline you just blew my mind
4: mm. yeah.
0: triple fuego and
4: we were just talking about this with uh, in our meeting on Friday with one of our potential investors let's manifest it with one of our investors <laughs> <And> <laughs> <clears throat> we were like I, we think that we think our way out of things but the the real answers are are very holistic right, right. they're their embodiment and true embodiment is like being attached to all of it so i would say that that's at the core of what we want to do with cycles and sex because we believe that your bodies are giving you all this information and then there's all these tools that we want to make resourceful to you and um ash is this incredible doula which to me I'm realizing as we work together because we're business partners as, as you know if you've ever started anything it's totally stressful and crazy and one day it's amazing and one day you want to give up and da 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 so um, it's really cool to have to realize that a doula what her job is it's not to deliver the baby it's to hold space emotionally for a woman and or for excuse me for a pregnant person and their most transformative experience of their life. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
0: wow. Wow.
4: Like going through labor is crazy and you've seen it, right? Fuck yeah. It's can't so crazy. It. I haven't seen it, but well, actually, I've been in a room when someone was doing That's it. That's
0: a heavy emotional lift. and she I, does
4: that on the, on the regular.
1: I saw it and recorded all of it, and the hospital people were like, sir, you can't record in here, which made me. Record more because I was like, why the fuck are you telling me that I can not record?
0: Yeah, record it always. So can we talk about some of those techniques that um, you use to hold space or that you use to create balance or that we can do to feel and be present in our bodies?
2: Sure. Um, So because we are so used to taking in the world through our brains, as Lauren was just alluding to, I do think the journaling is a good place to start. even though you are tapping into your brain in order to do the writing of it, but it allows you to create some structure in a way that you're used to taking in information before you start switching into like, okay, right? Like you're practicing. One of the things I had said was what's in your brain, but also like what is in your body? What what do you feel? Um, So I do think that is a good place to start. And what it also allows you to do is... Track the connection between your mind and your brain, and what you're telling yourself all day long. Those verbal loops that we all have. Like for me, um, like you know, if you're stressed about something, like you're just telling yourself in your brain over and over again how miserable you are. (laughs) And then like all of a sudden I look down and my shoulders are at my ears, and I'm just sitting like this all day, and I'm just telling myself that I'm stressed. I'm stressed, and so my body is reacting. And so catching myself to say, oh shit, I've been telling. Not only like does my body feel tired. I've been verbally telling myself on repeat for the last three hours that my life sucks and that I'm stressed. And so that shocker, doesn't... Shocker. Right, shocker. Like, right. what do I think is going to happen? Yeah. And so just starting, starting there, like really... And that's where like mindfulness so made, does come into points. it. you've two
0: points. You have um, that... I, I just want to make sure that we land. I yeah, think, land yeah. it. Land um, it. Bring it home. So you have the act of journaling, um, which we'll just call it journaling. But really what you're doing is you're taking a status check. Like you're your oil checking your body at regular intervals throughout the day and asking, you know, how am I doing? And then the second one was this idea of, of actualization, where as opposed to becoming caught up in these cycles which perpetuate themselves, you're you're, you're stepping back, you're releasing some of your stress, and you're saying, hey, um, this is the person that I am right now, so, so this is how I'm going to be. I'm, I'm going to be calm. I'm going to be chill.
2: Yeah, well, and I think like right then the, it's like telling yourself you're like okay, well I'm gonna tell my cell phone to be calm and chill, right? That that's like again trying to uh, attack the problem by solving it in our brains. So what are your practices that you have? And maybe it's washing dishes me, to that puts you in your body. Like right. when when can you find like that feeling of flow right, just in your life? In your body. Literally being in your body, and right. instead of like oh I'm gonna do this, it's actually forcing yourself to stop what you're doing and right. do that thing. So is it First like go, go take, take a walk? Is- yeah, for some people yeah. it's taking a walk. For some people it's washing dishes. For other people it's dancing. For other people it's singing. For you know, other people it's listening to music, you know, and that's, that's. You know, my I always talk about my birth work really being this metaphor for any creative process, right? You're birthing something no matter what, and you have to contract in order to expand. And that's never ending. It's continuously going. And it's the same tools that I use with clients in how do you get out of that monkey mind of the same loop of this sucks. Oh, my God, the contractions are horrible. How do you break out of that and just give over to what your body needs to do? And right, like that's very hard to trust because we've. Right had decades particularly people who were born assigned female have had decades and decades of reasons to mistrust their bodies that is how we were all raised all probably actually for you too i'd be curious yeah, to know if think you think about like for yeah like if you think mm-hmm. about the first time you've ever felt shame in your life it, Did it was have when
1: to do. with periods. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, but it has
2: to do with everyone. For so many people, it was something in their bodies that yeah. they got in trouble for. Or were but, made.
3: And we're conditioned, both men and women. I think, both assigned male and female. I think, are conditioned to see our bodies as things that are constantly breaking down. Right? Right. we're conditioned to see them as What's a problem not? that mm-hmm. we need to overcome totally. rather than something that we are living that is our, totally. our and what is really
2: fascinating forward. is if you feed not and by feed I don't just mean like literally with food but with anything the body is always trying to go in equilibrium yeah. no matter what like that is what we are conditioned right. to go towards even if there's a part of the body that doesn't function at, at its full potential maybe you're of an illness or something like that even with that the body is always trying to move towards equilibrium and it's a matter of okay what can we do do or what can I do to help support my body in being able to find that equilibrium
1: think about how powerful this is for people in the workplace like who might have really lack of better phrase basic jobs as like accountants or in my formal life I was like very much a part of corporate America and there's this obsession which I think is now true more than ever on productivity and if you're not being productive then you get stressed out about not being productive and you're not meeting your targets and it keeps just fucking snowballing until you lose it yeah you know right okay. and we have a still a pretty puritanical idea of what the
3: the solution to that is like the solution to that problem is get it together pick yourself up by your yeah. bootstraps like work harder when the actual solution is no break the chain stop take a deep breath gather yourself collect yourself so that instead of working 12 hours at because we do this in the film industry all the time my average work day is 14 hours yeah. it's an inhumane amount of work like nobody works at, at peak level for that long and it's deeply it's a weird sort of thing it's deeply focused and deeply unfocused at the same time right you have these times of very very intense focus but you have to keep the overarching thing in your head and I constantly and I'm not the only one we are constantly the people who do the on set work trying to convince the money people like look if you would just If we could work nine hours a day, you would get almost the exact same same amount of work, and it would all be better because of it. That exact that negative feedback loop, like nine through fourteen in the first week, okay, fine, we can all like adrenalize our way through that. But by the time you get into month four and month five and month six, your body just is completely falling apart, and we don't culturally have the space to listen to our bodies and say like, "Oh, I'm not." Uh, it's not a lack of will on my part that I feel like I'm dying it's that I'm breaking down yeah. and I'm not giving my time any time myself any time to restore
2: totally yeah and it's re- I mean what's really cool is we've been Lauren and I as we're building our business and doing financial models and redoing the Fucking financial models for the 157 times, like 89 different decks. V157, exactly. Legit, legit, no joke. um, That we've been trying to practice that for ourselves when we're stuck and we we're not getting anywhere. We'll start. We'll start walking down Williamsburg and just going into favorite shops and having fun and like shopping as we're talking through the model. And inevitably, it works so much better than us sitting in front of the spreadsheet, banging your heads against it. It's just you like.
0: So can we take a step back and just note that you have discussed um stress and our cycles being out of balance as two major hormone disruptors. Um but I want to note that there um was uh, a number of them that were actually given to us um by a couple of researchers. Um one uh Alexi uh, was really great uh, from ovary.co. She's the best. She's rad. Um, but, um, yeah, she said nothing but great things about you guys, Mm -hmm. DT dubs. She approved, she approved the whole situation. She's, we got her stamp on this one. Um, so, um, we noted that stress and that our our cortisol is, um, constantly off and that regulates, you know, our fight or flight mechanisms. But, um, there are things like, uh, exercise, high intensity workouts are not beneficial during certain parts of the cycle. Um, things like getting more data, we touched on it briefly, but the idea of not only educating ourselves with cycles and sex but with fitbit and other apps and wearables and you guys had mentioned that you were referring um uh, some apps as well um we also didn't touch too much on yet um on the where we live what we eat what we wear and uh how dense urban areas have no nature and are um by their uh, by their definition imbalanced um, that we're exposed to air pollutants that make up antiperspirant, tampons, pads, lubricants. All of these things have chemicals in them that are throwing us off. The foods um, uh, are, are throwing us off. Some foods, different foods at different times, are supportive in different ways for our cycle. Um, California actually ruled that coffee cups have to have a warning that they may cause cancer um, because the roasting plants are using certain types of carcinogens. Um <laughs>
3: Not coffee too.
0: Yeah, coffee too. <laughs> yeah, that's... Well no no, it's not every coffee. It's just certain roasting plants have uh, acrylamide uh, in their their roasting process. This
1: is super informative, but you're also totally killing Am I bi. killing it's bi- like becoming a bummer. But, okay. like, in a good way. Keep going. Keep so, um, <laughs> well, I,
0: well
1: I, I was going to give you it's
2: the floor the coffee. to go to The estrogen. coffee is the worst the loss out of all yeah. of this. the <laughs> yeah,
0: of yeah, coffee. What I could like... No, no, no. The coffee is fine. It's just certain types of coffee from major chains, no shout-outs to anybody in particular, um, because I think they're removing uh, those carcinogens. Um, uh, certain roasting processes have that carcinogen. Not all of them. Those are, like, that's a, that's a major at-scale roasting. You know, your, your local coffee grower um, is still chilling. Um, But this is the same thing that can be said with vegetables that are grown in automated conditions where the quality of the soil and the absorption of nutrients is really, really low and the chemicals used to process them are really, really high. This reminds
1: me of, like, any time you've tried to Google a problem and you get 30 different answers and all of them seem totally valid but contradictory and then you're left in a worse state after having gone through this, like, A, colossal waste of time, B, an embarrassing K-hole on the internet, and C, like, your
0: brain is fucking fried. You feel like you just left a museum, basically. So it's really coming down to um, us having to reestablish our cycles through things which are connected directly to the source, things which are organic or local, understanding that literally what's in our clothes um, can be throwing off our mood throwing off our performance. Um, what else would we say about, and I, I guess I'm just kind of prompting you guys to take me down that next step of ways that I can get back in balance um, because I'm, I'm interested in some of the things that you guys sell and some of the products that you think um, we, should, you know, we should have and we should be aware of. Uh, when I first heard this from Alexia, my mind was blown. I had no idea that my choice in clothing um, greatly affected my hormonal balance and thus my mood, which is... Which is wild Clothing, furniture Everything's got chemicals in it
1: Cycles and sex merch
0: Yeah I basically have Swag Cycles and sex swag Yeah Mm -hmm. I just I I have to wear cycles and sex t-shirt It has
4: a special That gives you extra fertility If you wear it Hello (laughs) Oh
1: right Does it? (laughs) And what about if you eat it? Pending FDA approval Right (laughs) Well okay So this It's too futurist Right And what Lauren's trying to do Is tee up the stage 19 Of the K-hole That I went on earlier today which is a bio art project that posits a near future. So, like, in a world where in farm a world. Thank you, John.
3: <laughs> Nailed it.
5: Actor
2: voice.
3: <laughs> Announcer voice. That's that. what's when I get a little bit older. <laughs> just it off of that shit My um, fertility
0: just increased from that voice. It movie. is actually a great movie.
1: It's <laughs> a great yeah. movie. yeah. So a lovely. so talented.
0: <laughs> so, like, is there a world where?
1: big agro companies and pharmaceutical companies joint venture and create chickens that lay eggs that are laced with estrogen so as to increase the chances of women who have low fertility getting pregnant?
2: I mean... The re- there's reasons why I think it is possible for that to happen, but I think that is because of the stupidity and like lack of knowledge of our culture at large that okay. that can happen. Okay. But I think like I think sure like the things that it's touching upon is pharmaceuticals and the agriculture industry are two of the largest with so much power. So it would make a lot of sense for them to are join they, together. And are they
1: like two of the biggest culprits in hormone imbalance in general, like as an issue?
2: In- interesting point. Probably, I in mean pharmaceuticals for pharmaceuticals.
1: sure. Well, but also large ag because they use because
0: of so the many
3: pesticides counts. that they use. Yeah. yeah, and food. Yeah, and like all the food. canary <sighs> in the coal mines of these hormonal imbalances are yeah. frogs and salamanders, right? That are being made asexual by all of the pesticides that are being used, and all of that's getting taken up the food chain into us. So, right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then, uh, we, uh, yeah. yeah. So it, mega fuck. for that yeah. reason,
2: it seems totally plausible. So whether or not, you and, take and because in, no what, people are desperate for. You know, like infertility has increased dramatically and people are paying so much money and the rates of use of artificial technologies for reproduction have increased so much that Mm. if someone were Mm -hmm. to say, here, here's the magic egg that will make you fertile, and and they would take it without thinking to do the research of... How is it synthesized in my body? What are the other factors right. at play? Is this actually going to increase my fertility? What else is happening when I'm taking synthetic hormones? We're the reproductive hormone
3: for the magic pill. Yeah, right? exactly. Like,
1: everybody was waiting for that lottery ticket and whatever the thing is to be like, oh, just take this and it fixes everything. And okay. it's also like industrial hoodwinking at like at that scale because this art project, for example, posits that it could you could still be farm fresh. Right. And that's all the natural.
2: best part of the whole thing, Yeah, right. that they're it's farm,
4: like, fresh, it's farm fresh, all natural eggs. Right. That's With, what I was thinking in regards to what Henry was bringing up, was, uh, it's an overwhelming, you know, we were all like, oh, fuck, when you were listing and mm-hmm. listing and listing about all the things that might be affecting our hormones and throwing us off, and it reminds me of, like, I don't know, in the 90s, it was like, don't eat fat, and then there was right. like snack, there was like this whole, there's like fads, right, like health fads, like, Information starts coming up and then capitalism, so a whole nother so then like organic stuff started. Like it, well, first it was like no fat, and then it was no carbs, and then like Atkins, and then there was all these all all this money made around like a movement to make sure that we were thinner and healthier regarding and, and then there's like the paleo diet, which is like very plausible. Like you think that it makes sense for like the way that we originally the source you said if right. the paleo diet feels like something from the source you know right. but now there's all these products and these things that i can pay for in order to take the magic pill so that i'm mm-hmm. more close to my innate sense and right. i and i was feeling that when you were saying that like i don't know man like I feel like now things will as as soon as this information starts coming, which is soon, the horm like the hormone conversation is new, it's futurist, and it's beginning to trend over and we're gonna be a part of the movement because it's a part of all of this. It's a part of like more of the conversation around fertility and sex and sure. and, and wellness being inclusive of all those things and wellness including hormones. So then another industry will come and then we'll start branding things like good for hormones. (laughs)
3: Right, right. Hormone positive. Yeah. Yeah, Right. uh, Just to wind it back a little bit. So in the beginnings of this conversation, because I would, I've never had a conversation with my doctor about my hormone imbalance, right? Great. So what is, what is the thing that you app? I guess, more particularly for a Western practitioner, but what, 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 how do you go in and start that conversation of like, I have been listening to my body and there's these consistent things that are happening. You know, I I feel generally in good health, but I notice that at X time of day, I have energy or whatever it is, right? How do you get that conversation started to a doctor who may also not be all that hip to this idea, right? Because I think most of us are going to have to educate our doctors on what, is there a test for it? Right, it's almost like an
0: embarrassing conversation if you haven't had a
3: right?
2: right? Yeah, I mean... Part of it is, you know, I also don't want to sensationalize sensationalize this and say, like, oh, my gosh, we all have hormonal balances because then what happens is... No, that's what the- we're here for. Yeah. It's an outrage. <laughs> this Sorry, is an, an outrage. outrage. This is it. <laughs> It's right been oh, we're marching been on washington, like let's go fellas and and for good reason, but for the most part, if you go to an m d what's in their toolbox is to prescribe you medicine right. to, and there's problems with hormone tests because it's so dependent upon what time of day it is, the day overall your hormones are they're they're changing all right. the time um so There's issues with that. And again, like what is in their toolbox is to prescribe you medicine. And so in some cases, that could be super helpful and might be the answer. But I think this and this is why I'm really excited about the practitioner end of cycles and sex is that there are other practitioners out there who are for Hormonal health has been part of their training from the get-go. It's right. actually at the core. So any type of Chinese medicine practitioner, that's what they specialize in. Mm. Um, acupuncturists, if you find one who specializes in hormonal health, they'll, they'll actually be able to probably help you with some of this stuff. Again, depending, of, depending upon the severity of what is happening and what you're detecting from the notes that you're taking. Right.
3: And then take a more holistic approach yeah. rather than the, the like, well, we get the scalpel and we just cut something out or give you a pill
2: totally right. exactly Let's talk because, about- because generally then you're not looking at you're not addressing the root cause right. of what is going on right. you're giving yourself something to make you feel better which if you are suffering is very very helpful yes, you yeah. want to feel better and so i'm not saying that there isn't a place for western medicine and medication to fix that but at the same time you also need to look at the root in order to actually eradicate what is right what i is mean, happening. this
3: is the the dieting issue just poured it into another place right that the idea truly the the baseline of every diet fad of everything is like you have to change your lifestyle if you feel like shit and you are unhealthy you have to change your lifestyle there's no pill that's going to do that for you it's just it's a holistic change and for those who are not suffering from acute hormonal imbalances where they need some you know intervention immediately but for those of us just trying to navigate the world it's about becoming more in touch and then and then changing your lifestyle right, right. Li- taking
1: the holistic approach right. I'm two months into the keto diet oh I've done keto yeah
3: how
4: do
1: you like what's it? that I'm feeling I like it
4: it's where do you want to tell them? You tell. Them. Okay, it's when you get your body into ketosis, which means that right now most of our bodies use sugar to to find energy, and you switch it by depriving it of sugar and giving it tons of fat, so that it starts using fat to metabolize instead. Okay. And then you usually lean out a lot, but it, it's a tricky it's a tricky thing to get into.
1: It is, and I think it the works for everything. Yeah, it works for some people; doesn't work for other. No, people. No, maybe like. Thick because Really it was my yeah,
4: yeah it made me like Really like beefy
1: It's I mean down I mean I'm still like <laughs> Probably, I'll be honest That's a little hard For my
3: mind's eye To get to But I, I believe that Like you're a crossfit
4: Beefy girl <laughs> Basically
3: Lauren
0: Looked like me <laughs> <laughs>
4: Not that, but kind of, maybe it was I was working out a lot. I don't know. It didn't work for me. No, I mean I listeners know.
0: who haven't seen Barnett, he's sturdy. I'm a
4: sturdy <laughs> dude,
1: and but I'm and I'm still really fucking sturdy. But I'm less beefy than I was, and yeah. I just feel better. I think I'm generally nicer to you. You started the
0: month by screaming at me. I know you're. But that's like
1: sixteen <laughs> that, days ago. Yeah, Who remembers
3: that far back? True. And you're an asshole. <laughs> you're <right>. so, <laughs> on, on
1: that note, we have to take another break.
0: <laughs> Most of us will be back after the jump. <laughs> <laughs> All of us will be back after the jump. I might be crying. Barnett, our second sponsor, is not extra chickens, but the delicious rotisserie chickens of Smile to Go here in New York City. Also, uh, we thank uh, the Shinola of Detroit Company uh, for powering all the equipment in our studio here at smileradio.fm. If you want to get some really, really great chicken, come down to the Freehand Hotel, 23rd in Lexington, smile to go.
1: It's the best. Would you say it increases your fertility? Maybe. P- possibly. I just had a baby.
0: Patent pending. Yeah, yes. Pending you did. FDA approval. Pending FDA approval. And I get
1: tons of free rotisserie chicken from this place. You get no free rotisserie chicken. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. Your wife works here and they barely give you free rotisserie chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, time for the culture drop. Thank you, the smile. Um, I chose this song by Kanye because I just, as fucking insane as he is, he at least is open about his mental health, which I think is.
0: I mean, if we're going to talk about hormone okay. imbalances, we're yeah. going to talk about
3: Kanye. Okay. Just as a side note on the Kanye thing, why is the, the the conundrum of Kanye not approached purely as a mental health issue? He is having a nervous breakdown in public, and people talk about, it, like, man, fuck this guy, and whatever, he's talking out of both sides. Couldn't
4: like, you say the same thing about Trump?
3: No. Trump is probably diagnosed, but we don't know it, and he's trying to present himself as compass mentis. I don't think anybody in this room would agree with that. Kanye West has said out loud, I suffer from bipolar disorder and I go off my meds to create. And then he goes and says outrageous shit. And part of that's just like carnival hucksterism. And I, that's how he sells the shit and whatever. But this is a man, so obviously this touches a little bit close to home for me because I've seen this happen over the course of my career time and time and time again mm-hmm. where we set up cultural figures and then we need to tear them down. And in moments of real crisis, like he's having a real crisis, we turn them into, into we clowns. We vilify them. Yeah, well, even worse, I think we turn them into clowns so that we can make fun of them and, and like set them up for... For bashing in the culture, and he literally says on the cover of his album, "Yeah, I'm bipolar. Yeah, like help me. Isn't that a, isn't that a cry for help? Why I, don't we have space for that?"
1: I think it's a complicated answer, and I think the media has a lot to do with it. I because if you totally break agree. down the media bell curve, if the audience, all three hundred thousand of them, can sick, uh, thank you, can uh, can picture that, there's uh, each publication has a different consumer target or audience target and some like the people in this room are more analytical and can have this conversation and analyze it some on the receiving end of tabloid magazines and supermarket counters are just about the sensationalism right and the more that happens the more successful they are and this is where it gets twisted the more spotlight Kanye has and he knows that that's right so it's a Trumpian
0: ethic it's why those guys get along
1: Uh, maybe but uh, and do they even get along I mean like more on Kanye after this culture (laughs) drop all mine by Kanye West sorry that was a sidebar
3: but it's an important one for
1: me super important
5: So like We're all old enough to remember. Yo you yeah, so and her I'm the coming in. Then it's pussy out the bottom. I'ma lose my mind in it. Crazy I'm a the obligato. Get the rubbing on my lap, get the chinny up the pot. Buck it up.
6: Buck it up. This is good gon' back it up. up. Pipe up i on a pipe and up your mind out of
5: this cross Make the colour. One more time. Baby do it, baby. Make it cry. Come on, go this shit. Yo you so i I'm a lose my mind if I pull up with a Kerry Washington, that's gonna be an enormous scandal. I could have Naomi Campbell, still might want me a Stormy Daniels. Sometimes you gotta bag the ball up. I call that ticket Corey Gambles. Find yourself up in the food court, you might have to enjoy a sample. All these stocks on Chris and Mingle, almost what got Tristan single. If you don't ball like him or Kobe, guaranteed that bitch gonna leave you. Hey, time is extremely valuable, and I prefer to Wasted was the, on girls' is basic. Is That's just some Yay yeah shit. Right now, let's do what oh, we yeah. want. Yeah, yeah. Let's exactly. have a threesome yeah. and you and the blunt. I love your titties all all cause they prove every I could focus thing. on yeah, two things at once. i am a to lose money. Crazy, I'ma do the obligado. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 so get the rubber on my luck get the chili out the pot. And so wait, inspired. Get the chili up the pot. Let me hit it wrong, like fuck the outcome. Hey, none of us will be here without outcome Hey, if it ain't all about the income. Hey, let me see you go like ahead and spend granted. some. That one, hey, if you driving around in the some whole drive family, fit, I'ma hey, hey, think that you the type to drive snitch. Hey, if I see you the pull up person. with the three
4: stretch. I don't, hey, I don't feel fuck around. i am going make you mean, I, have, She has choice. Like I feel strongly about her influence on women and men, and, and like how, you know, how general, terrible it is. I and and I I I have a lot of empathy for mental health, and I think. That he's not responsible. Too. No one's being responsible, and they have so much power. It's in fact, it's benefiting his business.
0: Right. Hey guys, welcome
2: back. What a lovely singing voice you have. Welcome
4: back. Welcome. No.
2: Actually, Henry is a yeah.
1: I, I was a yeah. classically a trained singer. That's actually how I. That's the first time musician. I met you. You know, that's Ash right. is yeah.
4: too, and you guys could do a duet if later. You're in your uh, wow, my
1: one of my Four favorite memories of you is probably the first time we met. It's gone downhill since then. But <laughs> the the Molly
0: one where you were wearing the dress. Oh, what prank <laughs> caller, prank caller! <laughs> what uh, uh, cut it?
1: Uh, and was sitting down peeing. First time I that. No, you were at you were at a party. This was like years before that, even, okay. and you were at a party and you you were just like singing opera. And I was like, who the fuck is that dude singing opera? That's really wild. Because he is, Lauren, as you pointed out, a classically trained opera singer.
0: Okay. That's really wild. Wa- wow. Okay. He
4: also sings some mean 90s nineties rock songs. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I, mean cover of Creep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him. If the shoe fits. Um, so we are going to talk very, very briefly about some of the action items uh, that each of our listeners can take. And prior to uh, recording... Uh, we had spoken quite a bit uh, with Lauren about what some of the things are um, that she feels uh, are very, very actionable. and She gave us uh, three things uh, that, um, that, that we would like to know, but uh, before that, I just want to open the floor up to make sure that nobody has anything else to add about Kanye. <laughs> i think it's important that all voices are heard on this 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 issue i No, I'm no no one Ashley? no okay um so department. Uh, just to review
2: That's your department. we had Culture? talked
0: a little bit about uh about the journaling Uh, and writing down and checking in with yourself on how your hormones feel we talked a little bit about actualizing and being in your body and taking maybe a moment to walk outside um, do the dishes uh, or something which is inherently physical but doesn't have a lot of mind Um, the three action items that Lauren gave can I uh,
4: add something though to your first list sorry sure just because it started with me telling you a story about what ash does for me when I'm freaking out yeah And she has me usually sit down and make sure that like my body is grounded. So I'm either on the floor or outside on the ground and then put my hand on my heart. This sounds like, I don't know, woo-woo, but it's so helpful. Like when you're freaking out with anxiety, put my hand on my heart and then take really deep breaths and then like really listen Mm -hmm. in. It's really amazing. Listen into if my body's like giving me information. And sometimes it's kind of like, where's the anxiety? Oh, it's in my stomach. And then I can trace it back to like, did I get a weird email that, that, like, did I did I have, like, a funny text exchange with someone? You know, there's usually, sure. like, something that triggered this, like, reaction that was happening very physically, but I didn't know what it was, so I couldn't really move through it. So pausing to get into your body allows you to, like, really pay attention to the information. And that's actually how we make our decisions around business, is um, we we pause and wait and see how it feels.
0: Right. Okay. So... The the three that you gave, journaling, actualizing, and then pausing and checking in with your body and seeing how everything feels. I think those are really, really great. The other three um, that you gave uh, were, one, learn some new stuff about your body. (laughs) And two, practice having an embarrassing conversation with a lover or a friend. Mm. This one feels really important to me. Uh, And then three, commit to incorporating reproductive slash sexual health into your wellness routines, and it could be a hormone activity. Do you guys want to give us any notes on those three things for our listeners?
4: Yeah. Well, (laughs) there's so much to learn, right? We don't know. So like either Google something or honestly, you can use our resource, which is called cyclesandsex.com. Yep. Yep. C-Y-C-L-E-S-A-N-D-S-E-X.
0: Hopefully keeps Barnett of another K-hole that ends in Erkstow It's
4: really cool. We have all these different categories you can search with really quick, easy... To understand content and then we have an instagram and we have one of my favorite campaigns on our instagram is called brilliant bits where we put something really interesting up about your body things like there's one thing that's one of my favorites um you were partially cr- created inside your maternal grandmother did you guys know that wow no partially so why the reason
3: maternal grand- the eggs transfer
4: so, when your mother... What? So, when your grandmother was pregnant with your mother, when the fetus of your mother was in, at 20 weeks gestation, she had all of her uh, eggs. Right. So, your egg, which is half of you, right. was inside your, the fetus, which was inside your grandmother. Wow. wow. So, that's really interesting, too, when you think about like generational... Inherent, Inherited trauma Or inher- you know Like what was ever Going on with your grandmother Was You know
1: Going on with
3: your mother Or hormones that they were Exposed
4: right. to Was going on with your mother Which was going on With half of you
1: That's, That's fucking cool
4: Brilliant bit wild so that's right. like an example of learn one interesting thing about your body you can use our resources all day long there's n- endless amounts and we're going to keep putting them up and then go have a conversation with someone about it the second one about having an embarrassing conversations we've been talking about is like now especially since me too everyone's like talking about consent consent and even as someone who's a representation of this movement in a way i still find that when i'm in the bedroom with a lover i still feel embarrassed even talking about consent or right. condoms or like if we're sleeping with other people or like what we like and if they're embarrassed i'm extra embarrassed and then it's like I don't know I'd rather not do it <laughs> so we think that it goes farther than just learning and understanding consent and actually like role playing it in your life so that right. it gets easier so we encourage you to take these kind of embarrassing funny conversations and bring them into your relationships and lastly what was the last one? Oh, how to practice it in your wellness reproductive health sexual health into your wellness routine do you want to You want to address that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's what we've spoken at large about that so far. I mean, I really think it's just recognizing, well, first off, recognizing that your hormonal health is part of your overall wellness because it has been left out of the conversation for so long and, in fact, regulates just about everything. So just starting from there and acknowledging that um, and just thinking about how you can bring yourself into equilibrium whenever you are feeling that something is off balance and trusting that you actually have all of that information in your body. And
4: pleasure is a part of feeling good and feeling good is a part of like your wellness and your happiness. So we encourage... Yeah, I mean, pleasure. literally,
2: pleasure changes your physical composition. Like, your biology is different. Your brain mm-hmm. chemicals are different with pleasure. So pleasure actually, literally, is part of wellness. And
0: you guys aren't just talking exclusively about sexual pleasure. You're, you're talking about, like, a hug, you know, um, yeah, chocolate. I mean,
2: totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. I mean, sexual pleasure is some of, like, the biggest doses of oxytocin is, you know, feel-good hormone. When your partner gave birth, that mm-hmm. was the biggest gush of it she'll ever have, unless she gives birth again. You probably had a pretty big gush of it too. Sure, it's the yeah. same same one for orgasming. Um, so so yeah. But also, when you eat chocolate or give a dear friend a hug, you also get a little. Yeah, touch is it.
4: really nice. But we're we're all for it with pleasure. Like giving yourself pleasure or exchanging pleasure with other human beings is a positive act.
0: Got it, um, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. As, you know, like three guys who um, some of us knew a lot more than others. <laughs> Josh. Josh. But as somebody who has very, I was very the little background. all night last night. You, you and Barnett were in K-Holes. Yeah, exactly. Um, Barnett, what is a K-Hole? It's when you go deep into
1: the internet, many stages down, and you need help getting out of it.
0: Tight. Tight. Um, I feel... Uh, a lot better and a lot more prepared to have much better conversations so thank you for um these easy and accessible action items we really appreciate you and everything that cycles and sex is doing to make the world a better place um i'm henry lynn
1: i'm Barnad zitron
0: thank you for joining us on better world and join us next time for something that you can do to make this world better